Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get on the positivity train, everybody. It is Wednesday, so that means there are four couples that we need to peer into their lives and dissect every little bit of drama that we can on Married at First Sight After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. What up? You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are midway through the week. Which means Wednesday is the best day because it's usually when Survivor is on. But now, when Survivor is in the offseason, we get married at first sight. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for hanging out with us here at AfterBuzz TV. I see you all in the chat. Shanice, Brittany, AMG, Rachel, Marieda, Double E, Just Watch, 121, GG, Double E. I've said everybody already that I can see it right now. Once upon a time, 518. Guys, I'm your host, Mike Thieling. You know what? For my money... This week, at least the last 20 minutes of the hour and a half long episode, it's really starting to get spicy. Before I get into all this, I got to shout out my brother, producer in the booth, Jonathan. Yo, hey what there. What's up, man? Not much, except me revealing lower thirds that are incorrect. Let me reveal hey. the correct lower thirds. There we go. Give Season me my right nine, episode third. seven. Oh, I thought you uh, made me into Lanisha or something. No, 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 no. All by myself today with Jonathan. Appreciate the intros. Yeah, of course, man. We're going to get into it. Of course, we're going to go through everything of this episode. And I actually took more notes this episode than any of the recent ones that I've watched. So I thought there was a lot more meat to this. We got a lot of family trips and things like that. We're going to rate the couples. I think at the very end, I'm going to do shadiest or cringiest slash moment because it's the same thing. You can probably guess what I'm going to say. However, actually, there's a few things. Right off the bat, I think... Really good episode, especially for the way this season has been. If I'm being totally honest, I think this season has been relatively mediocre and a little bit boring, to be honest. Not a lot of drama. I've seen people have actually tweeted me and commented in the videos and such. You know, why do you want drama? You just want to see them fight. Can't you just wish these couples good? I mean, yeah, I can. I don't really wish bad on anybody. We're just having fun here. It's just a show. It's just a reality show. And they've also known each other for like 10 days. So chill. This isn't like uh, a hardcore, you know, 10-year relationship I'm trying to ruin. I want to see the real stuff. And it's more fun for us. You know they're casting for drama anyhow. Let me go to the chat real quick because you guys are definitely my extended panel today. See who's thanks for holding it down. You know what it is. Deirdre thinks I look great with specs on. Thank you. I usually wear contacts to do the show, but today, I don't know. I was feeling my glasses, and you guys know I'm holding down the fort and charm. Suzanne, you're going to keep me company. Thank you so much. You guys rock. Let us get right into talking about these couples one by one by one. I don't know who y'all want to start with. But I'm going to start with Greg and Deanna because I think in this episode they might have been the least interesting. And that's how I like to do the shows, right? Let's build up to it. Let's build up to it. So right off the bat, Greg is making some great progress with Sandy the dog, not so much his wife. Really doing great with the dog, not doing so great with Deanna. 
just yet to that extent. He's got a much better chance of uh, love with the dog. So Deanna gets him an early birthday cookie cake. That's fantastic. But she's still not giving him any compliments while she's obviously showing a lot of compliments to the dog. This is strange. You've never had anybody say so much that they want a compliment and have the other person just deny him a compliment. I don't understand. He overgives compliments. We know she doesn't like it. He's finally chilled out. But you could tell him he looks good or something. Give him some kind of compliment. She says his ego is too big or something like that. That's ridiculous. Give the guy a compliment. They talk about... she. This is interesting, right? So Deanna finally says she's into a comfort zone, beyond a comfort zone. And Greg all but flat out asks, does that mean we're going to have sex finally? And she kind of says, yeah, if you notice later after his birthday party, he was like, well, my birthday party is done. So you know what that means? What's next? And she says her birthday. Greg meant sex. Greg meant birthday sex. I just want to toss it out there. That's what he meant. And she completely glossed over it. Deirdre says, did Greg get some birthday sex? No, definitely not. There's no chance he got any kind of birthday sex. Somebody said they thought they were actually progressing I'm so sorry. I missed the comment who it was. I do think they're progressing. I'm being a little extra about it. They are progressing. I see them smiling. I see the happiness. What was odd, and I want to see what you guys think about this. Deanna goes into a very big speech because we were under the impression right off the bat from episode one that she hasn't been in a relationship for 10 years. Then today... All of a sudden, we find out she's been having situationships. Let me translate that. That means that she's got friends with benefits. So, newsflash, that's a type of relationship. So, she has been in relationships within the last 10 years. They just haven't been long-standing. Or, let's be fair, I'm not trying to be rude, but maybe the guys didn't like her. Maybe she wasn't a fun girlfriend. Maybe they kind of broke up with her. The way she says it is they were sleeping together and uh, she didn't want it to get any more. Right? She didn't want it to progress. Well, maybe the guys didn't want it to progress. All I'm saying is I feel like we were kind of lied to right off the bat because she's obviously been having relationships. They're just basically physical. Okay. So she hasn't had an actual boyfriend, someone she would consider a boyfriend, a monogamous relationship, maybe let's say for the last 10 years. But this makes a lot more sense. However, on the flip side, if this is the guy that she really likes, she's saying now she doesn't want to have sex with him because of these past situationships. So she doesn't want to put that out there and then have it not work out or have it only be about that. Like I kind of get it. But we were kind of coming at it, I feel like, this whole season so far, that she is religious, more reserved, not as reserved as Iris, but more reserved, so kind of saving it. Evidently not. Evidently, she really doesn't have a problem sleeping with people. This is straight from her mouth. I'm not, there's no shade, no tea. This is what she is saying. So that, to me, the fact that they haven't reached that level of physical intimacy would lead me to believe she's not really attracted to him. I don't know. I thought that was really, really strange. Let me go to the comments real quick. You guys are awesome. See you. All these couples seem to have secrets they won't want on TV. Yeah, and it really seems like a lot of that came out today. We're going to get more into it as we go along. Shelby Vance says she said they didn't want more, and she broke it off. 
That's what she says. Maybe. I guess. Maybe. So, does that mean she just has really bad taste in guys? Is that what she wanted, too? Because it's not like all of a sudden she signed up for the show and completely changed the way she goes about relationships and dating. Right? Eh, I don't know. Seems a little bit weird. Yo, so, yo could I ask oh, yeah. you a quick question? Oh, sure. So, Deanna, I want to know, is do you think that she might have just kind of burned herself so much like from those types of relationship that that's why she wants to jump in this type of relationship? Because I'm reading her her profile right here. You know, if she's been basically sort of that type of person for a while, what's what's the deal with this God-fearing man? Like just it seems like an opposite type of human being. It does seem like an opposite type of human being. You're absolutely right. But I think the main point is, and where we see the conflict with this couple, is a lack of physical relationship, right? So he, I mean, the poor guy got turned on like crazy seeing his wife in a one-piece bathing suit. Again, someone liked, Shanice liked that I said, no tea, no shade. I'm just saying, that is the level that this couple is at. A one-piece bathing suit. He saw more of the other wives, when they were at the beach then of his own wife. So it's that level. But if she, right before this, was more free in her sexuality, it would seem weird that now this guy that's obviously a nice guy, if we're taking the show for what it's worth, they seem to be in it for marriage, they've committed to marriage, that they're not at least... The the way Greg talks about it, and you guys in the chat, tell me if I'm getting the wrong impression. The way I see it and the way Greg talks about it is like they're not even making out. Like, there's, there's no physical intimacy, and it just seems weird. Shanice says, she said she wasn't celibate in the first episode. Yeah, totally, but maybe this is just me and my weird interpretation. To me, it sounds like for the past 10 years, she's just been, you know, dating herself and just doing her own thing. And then to find out today that she's had a bunch of hookup buddies, I don't know. It changed my perception of her, and it changed where they seem to be at in their relationship. A lot of you guys in the chat say you seem to think he got some for his birthday. Guys, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. I don't think he's going to ever get it. Unless they choose to stay together on D-Day. Okay. Their friends come over. <laughs> Their friends come over. Their friends, of course, want to know about sex. Deanna put up a party basically for his birthday. <laughs> Mike let the one piece go. One pieces are sexy. One pieces can be sexy. I'm not. Look, my wife looks beautiful. Look, looks ridiculous in a one piece bathing suit. Amazing. I'm just saying, this dude was not able to get out of waist-deep water just by seeing his wife in a one-piece bathing suit. That's a little extra. That's a little extra. Okay. So they got the party coming over. Tell me if you guys thought this was weird. This was a real, and I don't know, I watch so much reality television that it's never really occurred to me like this. Nowhere on earth would something like this happen except a reality show. All your friends come over for a party. All the girls go in one room. All the guys go in another room. And then they talk about the same subjects. Could you ever imagine? I can never imagine my guy friends coming over and going like into the den to just chat like, yo, guys, like what's going on with your relationships with the women in the other room? It's so weird. I just it really struck me today that it's such a reality show thing to do that no one would ever actually do it. They talk mainly about the compliments thing again. And 
once again, the girls are kind of like, what is wrong with you? I will say, let's give a special shout out to friend Jalisa, who seems to really be on point and it says that in Diana, she sees growth. So that's fantastic. Their relationship is still moving super duper slow for me. I don't know. I'm not super pumped about it. Amy Wee, who was with me earlier today when we do Love Island. So good to see you again. Good thing there's no drink limit on this show. Yeah, exactly. Because a bunch of these people really need to drink uh, and have a couple cocktails, I think, to get through uh, their relationships. (laughs) So exactly right. In case you guys don't know, on Love Island, two drink maximum per day. Mm, Not having it all over here. Let's move on to another couple that I believe is a little bit more interesting. Let's go to Keith and Iris. The definite virgin. So this episode started out with some really, really, really sad news. Since they were on their honeymoon, Keith's grandma, who we saw at their wedding, super adorable woman, she has cancer. She has been very sick. She's been in the hospital since their honeymoon and actually has come home now, but is not doing good at all. So I love this in this episode. Not that the poor woman was sick. Don't get it twisted. I loved how much Iris was showing him support, help. You know, I'll do anything that you need except sex. Anything that you need emotionally to support you. It's a bad time. And we really see everything come together and you see them kind of progress because they are a family now, right? They are a family now and she's part of the family and that means coming over to grandma's house and spending that special time. They just didn't have a lot of time left. I thought that was really, really lovely. I, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about that. I just thought that was really sweet. It was really, really cute. And I liked it. Where this episode took the wrong turn for Iris was, and look, they used the throwaway line that she's an only child. You know, only child right here. Right here. Only child right here, okay? If friends come over to my house and we're having a party, and I see them go in the refrigerator for a drink, I don't lose my crap. (laughs) It doesn't seem like a big deal. Their friends come over. We get another tirade from her about her virginity in her one-on-one segment with the producer. I forget what those things are always called. Confessionals, whatever. I don't want to hear about her virginity anymore. We had a whole long, you know, me coming into this as a virgin who has never had sexual intercourse. Like, we get it. We get it so much. Like, I'm so tired of it. And then she just blows up on Keith's friends who went into the fridge to get some lemonade. Like, who cares? It was such a dichotomy of an episode for me, for her. Because in the beginning, I thought, wow. What a level of maturity and relationship maturity at that to go out for him and to really be there and be so supportive. And then at the end, I said, this might be the most immature thing ever. Unless she said, hey, guys, don't touch my lemonade. Like, I've spiked it for special or something like that. I mean, or she said, hey, all the food and drinks that are out, that's all you're allowed to touch. Like, what is the big deal? Come on. And Keith said this is really normal for him and his friends. They go over to the houses, even when it's not an actual get-together, when they're just hanging out. Like, you know, he said, my friends know they can go in the fridge and get a drink if they want. Like, oh, my God, let them have a drink. And then after they went in the fridge to get a drink, then she imposes some odd Love Island-style two-drink maximum. A lot of fun. That house is going to be a lot of fun. That party is going to be. Let me check in with you guys in the chat. Marieda, the lemonade is only the beginning. 
sure looks like it, doesn't it? Just Watch says, I don't want my friends in my fridge, but she took it too far. Okay, I guess fair enough. There's not that much good stuff in my fridge. I don't really care. It was the juice. She was overreacting about the juice. That's right, Rebecca. You know it. And Deirdre says she's high maintenance. It's Ray Ray says she mentioned she had female roommates, so she should be used to this. She's totally the roommate that labeled every single piece of food and drink. It had the name Iris on it. There was they, She probably had special ordered stickers of irises that were on the food, so no one touched it. She probably had a tally of what food she had in there. I don't know. It's weird. It seems like you guys are agreeing with me. Rebecca says, I don't want to hear another virginity story anymore. Exactly. And I love what AM and CU who's have going on right here. Technical virgin. <laughs> Iris is using the line way too much because we know it was either last episode or the episode before we found out she has done some sexual stuff. She didn't want to admit it on camera, but Keith was pretty point blank and she answered it. So, yeah, technical virgin. And he can only have so much patience for her. That's absolutely right. I don't know. This guy has the patience of Job. Biblical reference for Iris. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yep, he's sticking with it. So we'll see. I don't know. I saw somebody way earlier in the chat tonight say they are skeptical of all of these couples today. And they are skeptical that any of them are staying together. <sighs> This is some good editing today because I am on the same page with you. Let us go now. You know what? I want to go now to Elizabeth and Jamie. We're going to leave the episode with Matt and Amber on the cliffhanger like they did to us. So Elizabeth and Jamie, of course, again, parents are coming over. Everybody had to have some little weird party today, I guess. That was in the cards. But Elizabeth and Jamie are having a housewarming party today for their parents. She says that she's super happy sharing the home with him and that he must get her flowers Two times a month. Jonathan, how many times a month do you get your wife flowers? Oh, oh, oh. Honesty. No, She's not watching. No, I mean, My never, wife's not watching never, either. Yeah, me never, either. I don't ever. either. I don't either. I mean, early in the relationship, yeah, I would get it every once in a while, but spur of the moment, like, or, like, properly planned out, not spur of the moment. I you shouldn't say that. But not that often either, because it's like... <laughs> They're just flowers. We're not that obsessed with them anymore. Flower, the thing, okay, I think I should probably get my wife flowers much more often. And I'm not saying it for points because I know she's not watching. Real quick, I want to just chime in the chat real quick. Shanice, we are going to get to that sex comment. I promise. That's near the end. I, that's going to be a big discussion. Jonathan and I already started talking about it. I should get my wife flowers more often. My thing is always that the flowers, the cut flowers, they just die. So it's kind exactly. of a waste of money. What, what if I Beyond. get you a plant? Is that okay? That's what we. That's actually what we ended up doing. Here we go. Yeah. So my wife. So my wife is a nurse practitioner. She just finished grad school about a month ago. She said, "Yeah, I love my wife." My wife was like, "You buy me flowers for the graduation." I normally listen and I do what I'm told fairly often. Usually, for this, my parents were in town. You can see that I am an offspring of my mom and dad because they were like, no, let's get like a plant that's going to actually last. Plant is still alive today. Other people got her flowers on graduation day. They are all dead. I threw them all away. So take that for what it's worth. Okay, Elizabeth, we know she's kind of kooky. Of course, she's going to say something like that. No big deal. However, Jamie is still nervous about seeing her dad because we all know that Beth's dad has some weird stuff going on. And again, 
we're all having fun with this. We're just joking around. This is, again, I don't want to get any hate comments or anything like that. I'm just joking around with the guy. I think he's totally fine. It's a reality show, right? We're just having fun. But, man, when he says stuff like, you know, it's really difficult to know that another man has a piece of her heart. Like, bro, your daughter's 32. She's 32. It's so time for her to be in a relationship and, like, be out of the house and doing something. So, got a little bit of a weird thing, got a little super, let's just say, super overprotective dad. Like, way too much to the point where I'm surprised his wife and her mom is just like, will you calm down with this? Like, you know he's not real sure what he looks like on television because it's definitely looking a little bit strange. Okay, we get into the house. Dad's still being a little bit creepy, if I can say. Okay, mom comes out with, so you guys consummated the marriage, right? Like, that is just a major smack in her husband's face. Like, that was amazing. You can tell the guy's just grossed out by the fact that they hold hands, let alone are having sex. Okay, that was strange right there. They talk about a little bit about work. And they go in. This is a theme around everybody today because they're talking about kids and, or, sorry, they're, you know, with fa- friends and family and stuff. They're talking about kids. Both of them, to their credit, are on the same page of wanting kids, you know, three or so years from now. So that's good. Children in a relationship are, it's so important. That's such a big issue. And you really want to be on the same page with your partner about that. It's just, it's just a big thing. And you know, it breaks up a lot of relationships. So that's super important. Let's go to you guys before I get any further. Rebecca says, good advice, Mike. I'm dishing it out every day. Every day. I got it. Deirdre says, she's 32 and crazy. G. Rochelle Alexander says, I was so confused about her job. We're going to break that down in a second. Brittany says, dad is coming off creepy. AM says, Beth's dad's crazy. She's married. Needs to let her go. Yeah. I mean, just chill. Like, he had it on. I I feel like we probably should have given it to him on the wedding day. That's a very emotional day or whatever. But, bro, it's a, you know. Chill out with it now. We, we get it. We get you love your daughter. We get it. She's an adult. Very much so an adult. She can take care of herself. And she's like hypersexual. So chill. So <laughs> the parents talk about the kids. If it was D-Day today, would you stay together? Of course they're going to say yeah. Like, come on. I mean, could you imagine saying no in front of your wife's parent? Like, of course. Up until now in the episode, because I know we skip around. On the episode, they skip around to the different people in different places. I was honestly bored because I specifically wrote that their dog was falling asleep, and I felt like I was falling asleep as well. So the dog is having a good nappy time. This is where things get weird for this couple, and I don't know why, and I think it was really dumb. Elizabeth asks Jamie about his parents' divorce. How long has your dad and stepmom been married? It was a Freudian slip where she asked how long had he been married to Barb. That was funny. Probably meant nothing. How long has dad and stepmom been married? Nine years. How long ago did your parents get divorced? About 10 years ago. And then he gets super defensive. Like, why? You know, I know that she's kind of a stranger. I get that it's a a sore spot. It must have been a bad divorce. You know, he's an adult. So Jamie's 36, which means his parents got divorced when he was around 26. Still an adult, man, grown. Obviously, there can be a lot of bad feelings. We don't know the situation. It could be a messy divorce and things like that. However, this doesn't seem like a thing that really should be a shocking question from your wife. And just to go to show that, right after that, He's saying, I want to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you think a question like that is doing? 
I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your past. What happened to your family? Where's your family dynamics right now? So that when I do meet them, there's no faux pause. There's no foot in my mouth. There's none of that. That's exactly getting to know him, her getting to know him. I thought that was really strange. Deirdre, we're going to get to it. Oh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's like the last thing. See who's, of course, we noticed the dog is falling asleep. Brittany says, I thought the question was totally valid. Shanice says divorces are sensitive. They are sensitive. I'm not saying he should even relate that on television. He shouldn't necessarily tell a friend unless he's looking to confide in somebody. But for your wife to ask about that, about your life, about your history, I didn't think it was weird at all. And that just set the whole fight off because then Jamie got real nasty. I thought he got real nasty about her job. So for anybody who is confused, I think I got the whole job thing nailed down. She has worked as a salesperson in the past. We know that whenever it throws up the graphic for her, she says it's an it, excuse me, it says that she's an account executive. I worked as an account executive. It just means you're in sales usually, although it can mean different things, but obviously she was in sales. Her dad owns a company. Her dad has an opening or created an opening and is hiring her. Is that nepotism? Hell yeah, it is. Guess what? That's the way the majority of people get their jobs, either through nepotism or through a friend connection or through a hookup. Look, Monster.com, not sponsored, all the other job boards, they are fantastic. They're a great way to put feelers out. They're a great way to hire. But don't get it twisted. The majority of jobs these days are an internal hire, an internal recommendation, a friend, something like that. There is no shame in the game in getting through a nepotism to take all the advantages you possibly can get. And I don't understand how snippy he got. Shanice says sassy. I think it was I think it was worse than snippy or sassy. I think it was a real jerk move to try to downplay her abilities because she got a job at her dad's company. I mean, hello. Open up. I say open up your mind, open up your horizons. If I'm Jamie, yeah? And Jonathan, get your take on this too. If I, Deirdre wants me to get to the sex, hang on. If I'm Jamie and I'm in this for the long haul and I actually see this as my wife, alarm bells should be going off that one day this will be your company, right? It's your wife's dad's company. One day she would probably inherit the company. It only behooves you to learn about this business, lend a hand on the side. You should be every, if you're all in and maybe he'll change his tune after eight weeks. If you're all in on the relationship, you should be all in on building up the business. Okay. Whatever. Let's talk about the sex. Everybody wants to talk about the sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're all over it. Sorry, Jonathan. Never no, mind. No, you're good. You're good. Get in on the sex. So, <laughs> serious conversation, blah, blah, blah. He wants to be all serious. She's goofing. She starts to get upset. And then he makes some statement. They would have been the first couple to have sex, by the way, if she wasn't on her period. He makes the statement that when he tries to bring up intimacy, she has a lot of excuses. We surely have not seen that on air. Okay, it seems like she's ready and raring to go more than anybody. And, you know, the cameramen have seen her nude so much. Okay, so what is the deal? Does he want it, you know, three times a day? She asks if he's a a sexaholic, right? I think she means nymphomaniac or sex addict, right? But, you know... It doesn't seem to us like their physical thing, their you know, their physical connection is lacking, their intimacy is lacking. They have a different perception of how many times they've had sex. That's kind of strange. You know, they've only known each other for 10 days. So if you've had sex five or six times, 
you know, they're around a 50% mark. That's not bad. And then this is the comment everybody wants to talk about. And please, guys, please, please, please put in the comments what you think this means. She said that he doesn't do anything to initiate. He's not bringing her flowers. He's not giving back rubs, probably foot rubs, anything like that. All he does is come home and wants to have Caucasian sex. (laughs) You just do basic Caucasian sex. This is the first time time I've ever heard sexual intercourse uh, defined by race. Same here. (laughs) Or ethnicity. I don't know if I'm supposed to be offended because I don't think my sex life is boring, but I'm definitely Caucasian. (laughs) I don't know. What does it mean? Is it supposed to mean boring? Because she's Caucasian too. Actually, they're probably none of us are Caucasian because my people were not from the Caucasus regions, but whatever. It's what does it mean? Like, gee. Rochelle has the perfect comment. Imagine Beth's dad watching the show and hearing her talk about basic Caucasian sex. His mind must be like, oh my God, what does my daughter do? AM says she initiates everything. Yeah, she's definitely more outgoing. She's more sexually outgoing than he is, for sure. I never laughed so hard, said Shanice. Major Key says it's John Updike sex. I don't know what that means either. I Sorry, I don't get the reference. I'm the worst. Daniellis Guzman says both are Caucasian. What else would they be having? AM says that means he is not adventurous. I guess we don't have Caucasian sex. I, I don't know. Jonathan, help. All right. Well, I mean, I was actually in the process of just Googling it first. Okay. John, <laughs> Caucasian sex or John Updike sex? Uh, Caucasian sex first. I was Because the John Updike one, I was like, just I was, watch what is says this? boring. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just like what we were saying Prior to the show, I'm assuming it's he just attempts missionary and doesn't attempt to do anything else. Like See, he, he doesn't get out of the bedroom, or he's and yeah, if he's not, a, you got to make an effort if you want the effort. So yes, man. but but see, I can't imagine a world where Elizabeth is the one dictating what. Ha- excuse me, Jamie is the one dictating what happens in the bedroom, and that Elizabeth is not taking complete control. So I don't understand if she that would mean she's unhappy with their sex life, but she is so outgoing and she's the one that initiates and she's like attacking, attacking. Um, I didn't get it. Uh, so is she not is is she trying to do like freaky stuff? And he's like, no, 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 no. You just just pretend you're asleep and lie there. Like I don't know. He just wants to do boring stuff. I agree with what people are putting in the chat. Heather E. says, Jamie is vanilla. Charm Suzanne says, I agree. Missionary. Boring. Yeah, I get. I, he's not a very excitable kind of guy, I guess, until he gets aggravated and pissy, and then he shoots these little, like, underhanded comments, yeah. which she's like, she literally said, like, I've, I've never, I've gotten every job I've ever interviewed for and then he's like well was it your dad interviewing you every time like why would you even do that you look hey gross you want to talk about not getting enough sex the surefire way is to start some dumb fights with your wife to get no more sex right yep Yep, i agree yep that's uh he's he's not doing a great job right now (laughs) he's not doing a great (laughs) job straight out i don't know what else to say about it guys i mean she must think it's boring uh i don't know deirdre says does she think other races bring flowers she had sex with other races in first. <laughs> I, I don't 
That is one I of just the love weirdest. The comment. That is one of the weirdest comments ever. Go ahead. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was saying I love the comments. Just the Caucasian sex. I mean, she's making fun of herself too. I he's, don't know. He's gonna have to dissect that for the rest of his life too. I mean, you know that anybody who sees him on the streets is gonna be like. Caucasian sex guy. Yeah. <laughs> Caucasian sex Except guy. Except I don't up to it. I just be like, yep, I was. I was. That's it. You know, but guess what? I'm not anymore. I'm working on it's I'm done. I'm beyond that. Guys, we know Elizabeth is a little kooky. She's wild. She's out there. This is not the person to cross on recorded television because she is going to snap you down like she just did. I don't even know what that term means, but she wrecked him saying he's boring in bed. Like, that's going to follow him forever. It's on the internet now, dude. It's on the internet now. This this is a bad idea. So, anyway, after all that stupid blow-up over a dumb question about his parents' divorce, uh, he just leaves. And I guess we'll find out what happens next week, just as we will with our final couple here. Matt and Amber, let me get to it because I think we're starting to run short on time. But, okay. Kids, big, big issue for this couple. He says maybe he wants kids in about eight years. She's like, oh my God, that'll make me 35. Couple things with this. They're obviously not on the same page when it comes to kids. And just like I said before, that's super important in a relationship. Number two, um, 35 is not too old to have kids. Many people are having kids into their 40s right now. Whether or not you want to or you think you're going to be able to keep up with them and things like that, Okay, but it's not like this crazy, unheard of thing to have a kid when you're 35. I just wanted to toss that out there because I'm 36 and I don't have kids yet. So no big deal. I think Matt is probably still... So Matt, okay, I'm going to talk him up right now because we're going to talk him down at the end. I understand where Matt is coming from. The last thing I would want to do is have a kid where... Excuse me, have a kid in the situation where I didn't feel like my wife and I could financially support the kid. I would never want that. I would never want that kind of hardship. And Matt, I think, is just so unsure of his future that he doesn't know where it's going. You know, the basketball thing, is that going to work? Is he going to play again? Is his his mobile car detailing business going to take off? What is going to happen? I think he's very financially insecure, and he's very financially scared right now. And I think that's where the kid thing is coming from. I think if everything was sewn up, if this guy was in the NBA, if this guy was in the NBA, he wouldn't be on Married at First Sight. If he was in the NBA and still on Married at First Sight, they'd be having a kid. It wouldn't. I don't think it would be an issue. So I just want to back him up a little bit on that. They go over to her parents' house because, again, of course, we never see his family. We still don't know what's going on with that. They go over to her parents' house. We get twinning time. It's always fun to see twins because they sound exactly alike and they're next to impossible to tell apart. These two are identical. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. So I was surprised that Amber's twin didn't know that they were having sex every other day because you know twins identical do that psychic stuff. So you know she knew already. She was just obviously asking for the show. They have a little talk on the fun trampoline. That's exciting. They seem like kids. That's amazing. How much fun. Bouncing around. And they she brings back up the bathroom thing, which you know I didn't touch on when in the very beginning of this episode. Man, we had a lot to talk about this episode. The very beginning of the episode, in the apartment building, the guys and the girls, they separate and they have their little talk. And the big thing was the bathroom, which again, we defended last week. I'm thinking this guy is just trying to be nice and give her space. She saw it as an insult. Her sister, oh sorry, her sister 
to her credit, thought it was weird as well. But all the other girls were like, wow, that sounds really great. I'd like my own bathroom. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. Again, I hate it when shows like this bring up these stupid things that are just not a big deal. It makes me feel like there's nothing to watch when we know in this episode there was. So get to the bulk of it. Let's see what he's doing, right? She gets nervous at the end of their relationship. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting hype now, Jonathan. I'm getting hype. She gets nervous at the end of the parents' visit. Because stemming from the parents asking, how much do you think you know? Man, she's like, well, like two or three. Whoa, that's alarm bells, right? That's alarm bells. You should know them a little bit more than that. And Matt makes a kind of crack. I know her like five or six because she talks so much. He needs to start talking back. That's really, really bad stuff for her. She's going to get nervous. And you know she could very quickly move to regret Ooh, I slept with this guy on like the first day. I don't really know him. Things aren't going good. So she starts to get unsure, at least with the edit we're given. So we're not totally sure, right? But at least with the edit we're given, it's basically them coming back from the parents' house. And then it's that night. Did anybody know they had this strange night vision secret camera in all of their apartments? That's creepy. Be that as it may, we needed to see that Matt is doing something in the morning, cleaning up or something like that. And then all of a sudden we get the shot of Amber running around. She's doing, uh, what's it called? She's doing um, lunges around the island, I guess, because the apartment complex doesn't have a gym. But she's wandering around the apartment. It starts to get later. And we hear Matt has been gone. Matt left with his friend Devin. Who the hell are you, Devin? What are you guys doing? Because they're out all night later, 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 11, 12, 1. She's on the phone crying with her dad. She calls four times. She doesn't say she texted him, but I'm going to assume she did because she says Matt didn't call back, didn't text back, and now his phone is going straight to voicemail. <sighs> okay, if you're married or if you have a boyfriend and girlfriend, doesn't matter. Uh, if you go out without them and you see they're blowing up your phone, you text back. It is bad times to ignore that. You gotta check in, man. You gotta check in or else imaginations just run wild. Just check in. Hey, everything's Communicate. good. Communicate. Exactly. Yeah. But that's all the time, too, by the way. But especially this when you're apart from each other and you know, oh, your boys are out. Like, they're probably single. They want to drink. They want to kick it to girls. Okay. Just check in, dude. Just check in. Ooh. Marieda. Devin is a unisex name. Hey. Wow. You just blew my mind. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Girls with guys' names, too. Always attractive. Big trouble. They're big trouble. Girls with guys' names are big trouble. Maybe it is a girl. We don't know. Whatever it is, it's a friend we're not sure about. We're kind of nervous, and he's not getting back. And then the phone is going straight to voicemail. That doesn't concern me as much as all the other stuff. Phone going to voicemail could just mean that the battery died. But you know the battery wasn't dead all night, and he absolutely could have texted back to her. This is super bad. This absolutely takes some stock away, including the fact that we know from previews in the beginning that there's some kind of cheating something thing going on with Matt. Is this the beginning of it? I don't know. Let's go to the chat real quick and see what you guys think. G. Rochelle says, the creepy night vision cam reminded her of paranormal activity. Yes, it did. (laughs) Plight says, this episode really proves how much Matt doesn't care about Amber, isn't ready for this setup. Cece says, they depend on one person to do more of the pulling 
more of their fair share. Matt Rolling Stone should definitely not be matched with Amber's abandonment issues. That was kind of jumbled. I'm so sorry. I missed the beginning of your comment, I think. Major Key says nervousness is an understatement. She interprets every comment or departure as his leaving her. I can see where you're coming from. She can overreact a little bit, but going out with your friends all night and not even texting or relating back or something, you know, to your spouse, that's just a big mistake. My wife and I have each other on Google Locate. That clears up a lot of tension because you just really easily see where the person is. That helps out a lot. Everybody with your spouse, you should do it. Trust me. It's really good. Let's see what else you guys are saying. She has abandonment issues. We know. Yeah, absolutely. We've known it, but... He's aware of that, exactly like you're saying, Sherry. He's aware of that, so even more important for him to call and check in and really take that extra care and consideration. He never forbade. What a way to wreck her abandonment issues. Night vision reminded me of Love Island. Oh, we love Love Island, guys. We love Love Island. Experts, Deirdre, I'll give Deirdre the last comment right here before we go. Experts did a poor job matching a woman with abandonment issues with a nomad. I couldn't say that any more eloquently. That is a very, very spot-on assessment. I really like it. Guys, This was tonight's episode. I mean, I loved it. Finally, we're going to get some stuff next week. I think we're finally getting some of the drama. We're finally getting some of the stuff. Go real quick. Let's go through and rate our couples next week. My mouth's getting all dry. Next week, Jonathan has been putting all this together. Are you throwing it up right now? Yeah, let me go ahead and get it up there. Okay, if you throw it up right now, I'll rate them. Win the order that you rate them. Guys, we have got the link in the description for you to go on the survey and do your own ratings of the couples. Jonathan is accumulating all of these every week. And at the very end, we're going to show the average on how the couples did. So please yeah. go to the link in the description and participate. We really appreciate it, guys. So first up, we got Elizabeth Jamie and Elizabeth. And oh, man. They really went down this week in my mind because of the whole fight. It's starting to get stupid. Are, are they just a flame that's just hot and heavy burnout quick? I'm going to give him a five. Right on. Let's go to the next one. Greg okay. and Deanna. Greg and Deanna. You know what? I think they're. I think we're getting played a little bit with this couple. I think they're better off. I think they're trying to bamboozle us a little bit. I'm going to give them a six. A six. Right on. They're going up. Yeah, you're going up. Yeah. All right. Keith and Iris. You fluctuated a little bit on this one. I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Keith and Iris. I really love the grandma thing. I thought that was fantastic. I don't like the immaturity with the lemonade thing. That's just dumb. I st- You know what? They're still going up for me. I'm giving them a seven because I think Keith is in it for the long haul. Right on. I think his patience is going to stay. All Guys, right. I see all your ratings in the chat. We love you. Thank you so much. Go to the link so that we can keep track of it. Go to the link so we can keep track of it. You're really participating. Thank you so much. And finally, Matt and Amber. Yeah. This is our last one? It yep. Is. yep. Man. You guys this? have been pretty consistent with that. There's like a little arc yeah, going on. Yeah, I got a downward trend going, and I'm going to keep going down. I'm going to keep going down. Uh-oh. They are bottoming out for me. I'm going to go four. Woo. I don't. I didn't like this episode at all. We still. So this would have been the perfect time. Um, this would have been the perfect time to see some of his family. Something. Anything. His parents got divorced. Show us one. Show us a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, anything. And we didn't get that, and it's still a mystery. And we don't like his actions at the end, so they have to go down. Guys, I was going to do Shadiest Moment. There's several, though. I don't know what you guys would think. Shadiest Moment uh, or Cringiest. Cringy was easily going to be Elizabeth's dad. Simple. 
Yeah, Sh- definitely. Shadiest moment has got to be Matt going out on the town and uh, sleeping his brand wait, new I, wife. I don't know. I got to say shadiest moment oh. might be uh, 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 Elizabeth. Caucasian okay. sex. That's, Caucasian sex guy. That's not shady. That's most confusing moment. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know. We still don't know. Guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Real quick, we see you all in the chat. See you who's Marietta, Brittany, AM, Jessica, Just Watch, Deirdre, Brittany, Jessica, let me scroll up. Jessica, Brittany, Major Keys, Rebecca, Brianna, Amy, who was here with me from Long Island. Rebecca, was who was here with me from Love Island, not Long Island. Thank you guys so much. Go ahead and hit the, uh, the link in the description. It will be there all week in the video, so come back. I saw somebody say it's hard on mobile. Come back later and vote. Guys, I am Mike Feeling. You can find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. Until next week, go and have some uh, sex of whatever race you want. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 